Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Today we have as our guest Rebecca Toller, who is the Director of Human Resources at Peak Technology Partners. Hi Rebecca, thank you for coming and joining us today. Hi there, thank you for having me. So, just to set some context for our lovely listeners, could you please take us through your career journey so far? Sure. So I started out of college as an office administrator uh, as a, at a very small company. I had my bachelor's degree in psychology and wasn't quite sure what to do with it. I was originally going to be a teacher, and I am definitely not a teacher now, um, <laughs> but I do love what I'm doing. I was an office admin there. <laughs> I'm, of course, stumbling over myself, but... I was an office administrator to start. I did some bookkeeping and invoicing, and I actually taught myself the basics of business and taught myself the basics of bookkeeping and HR law while I was there. I ran payroll, did a couple of employee relations things, but we were so small. And from there, I actually had an acquaintance of mine take my resume over to Peak Technology Partners. They were in need of somebody to do some office administrative work such as bookkeeping, invoicing, kind of the same things I was doing and using the same tools that I was using back at the other job. So I came in, they chatted with me and I got the job. I started out as an office administrator. I did all of the bookkeeping, payroll, etc. And then I kind of started to realize that there was there was a need for an intentional HR approach. We didn't have anything. It was the CEO doing almost everything, all the employee relations, all the decision-making, all of the all of the documentation. So it ended up that I took over some HR things as I went along. So kind of rolled it up into what I was already doing. And I did end up as part of the leadership team. And I've been on the leadership team since 20, and I've been on the leadership team since 2019, but okay. I've slowly grown more and more into that role and ended up becoming director of human resources this April. So I'm currently the media and communications chair too for Anne Arundel Sherm on the board of directors. And then with them, I've been able to do some local stuff in the community as well. So I've grown, I've networked, and I've really been able to kind of take off. I got my Sherm CP certification, and I'm going to take my next one in July to get the senior certified professional. And then I'm actually starting my master's of human resource development at Towson in the fall. So I'm really excited to keep learning and growing and trying new things. And there's always something new to do. That's amazing. The fact that you kind of keep on pursuing your own interests and trying to keep reskilling up skilling with all the interests that you have is just something that everybody can ask. Uh, everybody of us can, you know, follow it as well. So um, as we know, the current job market is rapidly evolving, right? So how do you adapt your strategy for talent acquisition and its retention to the current job market? It's been really tough. I've kind of had to I've kind of had to learn as I go along. Um, I 
I'm a member of SHRM, so I keep an eye on their news, of course, so that I can try and stay up to date. I follow some different podcasts to get ideas. Um, I know that one thing that we've, I know we've really struggled with in this area, there's actually in Maryland, a lot of government contractors and everything. And we're a technology company amongst all of those. So that's been a little tough. And then it's also been a struggle with the, it's been a struggle with the people or rather with employees being the ones driving the market rather than employers driving the market. That's been a little tough because we were so used to doing things the other direction. So we've really tried to listen to what people want, what employees want. We do engagement surveys to see what people need and what makes them happy, what makes them tick here. We also do just some grassroots talking to people. I find that communication is really helpful. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been difficult since going remote because we don't always get to talk to people. Um, so just kind of talking to people, making the time, doing remote events and making that FaceTime so that we can get their input, their feedback. We know that upcoming with talent acquisition, retention rates are getting to be a much lower, especially with Gen Z. So mm-hmm. I've been trying to adapt my strategy to kind of, to accommodate for that. We're improving our employer brand. So we want to draw people in, but then we also want to emphasize growth, both with our current employees, but that's mm-hmm. something I talk about a lot in oh. our in our showcase of what we actually offer our employees. So we do have incumbent training. We have we do use LinkedIn Learning as a regular tool and there's a couple other there's a couple other things that we're going to implement like uh, behavioral competency matrices and development plans for current employees so that we can get them where they want to go. And then even if they don't stick around with us forever and ever, we want to set them up for success no matter where they are in their walk of life. So our goal is growth. And that's something I'm particularly passionate about. So it works really well. That's amazing. So I guess growth has to be one of the most important factors, not just for the company as well as for individuals, right? So always, always. So can you enlighten us with a very successive initiative that you took as an HR that was transformative, not just for the organization, but also it became a valuable learning for you? There's been a couple of things that I've done that I've I've been super excited about. Right. There's kind of nothing that gets me more excited than growth and learning those. So I will focus on that. We have a tool that we use called Lattice. It integrates with a couple of other tools that we use for communication, but it is a performance management platform. And we're using it. We first, we started implementation. It's not actually fully done. So we started implementation with, with one-on-ones. So one-on-ones between managers and employees are super important. And we weren't really doing them. We had a lack of communication. So we really, really needed to get that rolling. And it it has an automated, it has an automated form. I shouldn't really say that. It's it's got an automated, how do I even say it? <laughs> That's all right. There's one-on-one templates that we can use that are really fantastic. And then there's also prompts that employees and managers can use to add to the one-on-one as talking points. And it's all very easy to use. It integrates with the Outlook event. So all they have to do is pop open their Outlook event, pop open the link in Lattice, and mm-hmm. then it's right there waiting for them. There's action items. There's the prompts in the in the sidebar. It's got all of the growth areas that they're working on and all this information that's right there. 
which was a big complaint that people had with our previous system. We were just using what our uh, payroll software had, which wasn't fantastic. It didn't have any data. It wasn't easy to use. And it just, it was really bad. (laughs) So we switched over to Lattice and now the one-on-ones are much easier to use. We're also working on feedback. We've got a Feedback Fridays campaign, which is going on which is to encourage communication and feedback giving and requesting feedback from people, because that's just as important as giving feedback to people. If you don't request feedback, you might never get it. So we've got a campaign with different challenges for people to be able to give feedback to each other or request it. There's also, there's also the growth plans that I've been working on in Lattice. Those are the biggest part and the most time-consuming part because I'm developing behavioral competency matrices to tell people what kind of behaviors they should really be exhibiting in the role to be successful. And then from that, we can create development plans and there's growth areas that you can create from those plans that can feed back into the one-on-ones that you talk about it, feed back into performance reviews so you can talk about it and keep that growth at the center of the conversations that managers and employees are having, which which is really important to us. And there's also places for it's got forms that you can fill out to go with these things so that you're talking about what kind of actions can they take? What kind of experience do they need? Who can they talk to or shadow? It's all easy to use, which is another part of it that that's really helpful. And they have user guides with how to coach your employees and things like that that managers might not have. There's a lot of managers that don't have training. So we're working on that as well. And I have seen the impact that it has had. People not only come to me to my door, my office door is usually always open and they come to me and they say, you know, I've never gotten feedback before and this has been really valuable and I'm so excited to use it. And we also have a channel in Slack where all the feedback, if it's praise, praise is public, criticism is private. So all the praise actually goes into a public Slack channel so that we can celebrate it with each other so that everybody sees it and makes people feel really good. So yeah, I think it's kind of respectful as well to just keep it, you know, private and, you know, just let it soak in and try to improve on that. That's much better, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's harder to give or request that kind of more difficult feedback. It's tough. But I'm also trying to encourage them to do that because if you never speak up about something and communicate that you have an issue or that you have an area of improvement for them, they'll never know. Absolutely. Communication has to be clear. And although if there's any sort of pent up um, problems that kind of keeps piling up, it just becomes really difficult to fix, right? So the fact that we focus on communication has to be one of the most uh, biggest priorities. So Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've learned that a couple of times uh, earlier in my tenure here. I did I did have to bring in somebody. I could tell that they were upset with me. I couldn't tell why, but I knew that they were not happy with me for some reason. So I had to sit down and have that difficult conversation of, okay, what's going on mm-hmm. and figure it out. So I wanted to make it easier for people to have those conversations and facilitate them so that it's not, there's not resentment bringing up. Uh, there's not resentment building up. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. That's wonderful. And lastly, being in HR comes with multitudes of responsibilities. And you have to have the energy to deal with a lot of employees and support them as well. So how do you stay optimistic while managing your day-to-day operations and also focus on your own well-being? That's a really tough one because it has been throughout these past couple of years, very difficult. You've got the pandemic, You've got the great resignation. And then there's the day-to-day stuff with employees. Well, turnover is never easy if that happens. And then I've got employees sometimes coming into my office crying or they come in and they can leave some really heavy stuff with me. So it's very, very tough. But I try to use, I talk to a therapist and I try to use the technique that he actually uses, which is reframing. Yeah reframing a situation, putting it in a different light. Sometimes I physically move my body to a different location, like my chair over there in the corner of my office. And I just try to look at something from a different perspective. Moving physically helps me get in that mindset, but then you can reframe something as like, if it's a challenge, you can reframe it as it's a challenge, but also a growth opportunity again with growth. But that's, it's so important. If you make a mistake you admit it and you learn from it and you grow. If you if you have something, maybe your manager has handed you down something that you're not sure you can handle, that's something where you can learn who to ask, where to go, how to handle the situation. And that's been really, really important. And then also to keep my own well-being, I set very strong boundaries. Mm-hmm. Not uh, that I'm a little flexible every now and again because you have to be, but I, you know, I leave work at at work, I leave work at work and I I try to make sure that I, I just try to make sure that I have good boundaries set that protect yeah. me from falling prey to yeah, know, falling prey to bad mental health. health. Like I yeah, I try to set the boundaries so that I stay in good mental health and yeah. I can I can keep that. I guess that helps other you can help your employees as well. So as long as you stay completely you know, um, in a proper optimistic attitude and if your mental health is going great and it's good for the employees as well. So I think it's really important for the work-life balance to be maintained and the boundaries to be respected, right? So Yeah, and I've helped them with setting their own boundaries and sticking to them because I know sometimes I've had employees try to say that they need to stick around for an extra two hours in mm-hmm. the day. And sometimes helping them set the boundary and figure out what they can do to, uh, to give it to another person or to ask another person for help when they don't necessarily want to is, is what they need. They need to support it. And then I feel really good. There's been some really great outcomes that I've had and great relationships that I've built here that are very, very valuable. That's amazing. So thank you for sharing all the lovely experiences. And I'm sure there is a lot of takeaway for our lovely listeners. So this brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you, Rebecca. It was lovely hosting you today. Thank you so much. I really appreciated it. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Yeah, thank you.